Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Good evening everybody and welcome to an unusual episode of Gatecast. This is going to be the second time we've recorded this particular episode. I actually sat down to start the editing of said episode last night and discovered that all the audio was missing. Couldn't find it on Dropbox, couldn't find it on my own Skype folder, couldn't find a copy of the audio that I normally make as protection against files going missing. So a bit of a mystery. Luckily, Brad was online. Unlucky for him, he answered my IM. (laughs) Good evening, Brad. Uh, evening, Mike. Hello, world. Yes, the B-team assembles for an emergency meeting. <laughs> yeah, it's early morning again for Brad, but he's uh, happy to help us out and record this episode. I haven't bothered Alan. He's probably out ingressing anyway, so <laughs> let him do his thing. Yes, it's closer to late evening than early morning. <laughs> Is it? Right. Yeah, special time for a special recording. Well, it's not that different to what we normally record it. 1am. Uh, oh, that's not evening. It's not midnight. <laughs> 1 a.m. Now I don't consider 1 a.m. evening. <laughs> Granted, if you're still up, you know, yeah, the day true. hasn't done yet. Yep. This episode is going to be Irresistible, Stargate Atlantis Season 3. Not one of your favourites, Brad? No, I think I watched it once when I was uh, when I got the DVD and it put away permanently after that. Okay, so this might be interesting. <laughs> but then again, doesn't really matter what opinion you have, as long as you've got an opinion and you're actually willing to talk about it. I'll be gentle. Say what you think, mate. No worries. <laughs> I didn't make the show. And as we all know, there are some stinkers amongst the uh, Stargate and Atlantis lineup. No question about that. Mm. No, I don't think it's anything. I don't really know the actor, the guest star from anything else. So there's probably not really a connection there. It's just the tone of the episode just went too cutesy. <laughs> okay, then. Bloody miserable day again. Oh, the weather's been good here. Nice sunny weather. Spring's finally in the air, right? Your weather's picking up. Ours is on the steady decline. <laughs> well, I give it some time. There's normally a frost or two that sneaks in towards the end of the season. Just when you think, oh, that's, we're good now. Mm. Yeah, you let your guard down. You stop stocking the woodshed full of wood, thinking, yep, that's over. <laughs> the woodshed. <laughs> it's a different world we live in, isn't it? <laughs> oh, wood heater in the house, so yeah, I've got to keep the wood stocked. I'm basically, you're not putting that bloody central heating on yet. Not in August. Yeah. Old technology, but still effective. Mind you, it beats a woodshed, to be honest with you, mate. <laughs> oh, it's only for the house heating. We've still got an electric water heater. If we boil on water with wood, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> I was twiddling my thumbs today, and you know, I was planning going out this morning, but again, the weather, I thought, oh, sorry, I can't be bothered. <laughs> Not worth the hassle. So I thought, oh, I'll start editing. What have I got? Oh, Mrs. episode, which comes a week on Saturday. Yep. I started doing the prep work for that. So that's about a third done. Yep. If I actually find this audio after we've done all this, I really will be pissed. Oh, I was on mute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even your little hissy noise disappeared. That's when I know you're going on mute. Ah, uh, my connection or what's going on? Might be the fan on my computer. Yeah, there's really nothing you can do about it. Uh, I don't think I'll bother making an announcement on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Been announced already three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, just retweet that one. Actually, I couldn't find it. Hmm. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for the date it was recorded, and I was going through the Gatecast Twitter, and I was going through my Twitter. I found where I tweeted, I'm going to watch Irresistible. Yep. I found the date, so I had the date, and I was looking through all the files there, couldn't find anything. Went through the Gatecast Twitter, you know, actually downloaded the entire Gatecast (laughs) database. Went through it all, not a sausage about Irresistible. I know we recorded it. Are you sure? (laughs) I couldn't find it. I was doing searches. Irresistible, I was doing the episode number. I was going through line by line. Oh, great. I went through every audio file I've got, and none of them were irresistible, so... The world does not like this episode. <laughs> it could be, yeah. We are the Rusted Robot Podcast. Lower your shields and surrender your minds. We will add your MP3 recordings and opinion on Geekery to our own. We will adapt to embrace this culture. Resistance is futile. It's... The Borg. Commander Adama, Cybermen, Daleks, and Cylons are fast approaching. Jump gates forming in multiple sectors, and the Doctor's nowhere to be found. 
What are we going to do? Tune into the Rusted Robot Podcast at therustedrobot.podbean.com and on the iTunes Store. Sean and Bridget Vanderloo's love for all things geekery and robots are our only hope. Oh, boy. Get rusted today. Robots. Cyborg. Androids. Oh, my. Rusted Robot. Yeah, give the Rusted Robot podcast a listen, folks. Bridget and Sean Vandaloo do a fantastic job because they love doing this. Just listen to them, you realise that they take such joy in podcasting. News, reviews, features, all about sci-fi. They've even interviewed a few authors. Can't recommend it highly enough. Come try ya! As per usual, we will be watching the PAL version of the episode. Runtime of a little shy of 42 minutes. I'll do a pretty standard 3 two, one if you're good to go, Brad. Uh, yep. Okay, then. Three, two, one, click. Right, then. Bar shot. <laughs> Bless you, John. Are you all right, Colonel? Sad than just a cold, no big deal. Just annoying. The film in the puddle jumper through the main windscreen gives it kind of a gauzy look. Mm. The mouth detected life signs. We have to check it out. On the commentary, Michael Blundell, the DP for this episode, talking about actually shooting in the jumper. Very difficult to get a good, even lighting effect, because he described it as a, a toilet roll. Mm. This isn't just about me. It is about the ability to go back and forth between Earth and Atlantis conveniently, and whenever I want to. How's that work again? Okay. Once we've seeded enough stargates across the void between Pegasus and the Milky Way, we'll be able to take a jumper from one to the other to the other till we reach the other side. The intergalactic bridge, first mention of it. Yes, that's uh, something to look forward to, that is. I do like the rear projection they're actually shooting for the landscape. Mm. Very simple, and in this case it works, because it's not supposed to look real real, as in in a car. Mm. Although some of those trees looked awfully... Well, from the opening shot, he he was flying low, wasn't he? Mm. That's a pilot in him. Low and fast. Ah, Friendly village. Let's just make contact, buy our souvenirs and... Get out of here. I don't think Leopard knows cobblestones are going to do much. <laughs> Fair day to you. Hello. Kirk Road on. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah, Taylor doesn't wear many outfits like that, does she? Nope. If this was Star Trek, everybody would be wearing them. <laughs> Hello! Hello, new people! Why didn't anybody tell me the new people were here yet? Lucius, I've missed you! Oh, please, well, I was just out for a walk. Have you met the new people yet? Here he is. This is Richard Kine, who you're not too familiar with. You recognise Julia Benson from Stargate Universe? Ah, uh, yes. Lieutenant Vanessa James? Also didn't dress like that in that show. <laughs> she rocked a t-shirt, though, in the universe. Yep. Uh, I'm John Shepard, Rodney McKay, Ronan Dex, Taylor Mog. <laughs> Rodney, stop staring. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Wife number 12. <laughs> Richard Kind, he's an American actor. He was in the original Stargate movie. Also did a long run on Spin City. Leverage, Grubbs, Mad About You, and also in the recent Sharknado 2. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe have some wine? We don't even know your name. Are <laughs> 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 you serious? You mean you truly have not heard of Lucius? Well, everyone knows. Oh, that's my book. It is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, people just say that. I mean, you can't prove it till you've met everybody, am I right? <laughs> yeah, it's a very friendly place. Yep. Now, this could go either way, you know. Familiar with the original Star Trek and Harry Mudd. I mean, this is screaming out, kind of a homage to that character. Mm. Or maybe Serrano Jones with his troubles. <laughs> Fair day. Fair day. Fair day. All smiles and friendly faces, but beneath the surface, you know something is going on. Here I come! Well, at least he's given you a warning. Okay then, Irresistible. Season 3, Episode 3 of Stargate Atlantis. Gatecast Episode 237. Recorded four days before it gets released. <laughs> Making work for myself. Lovely stuff. Directed by Martin Wood. Story was by Brad Wright and Rob Z. Cooper and the teleplay by Carl Binder. At its US premiere, 28th of July, 2006. Canadians got it September the 25th. We got it in the UK the 1st of November. Still can't find any actual dates for Australia. 
if anybody knows of such, send me a link. Swedes got it 24th of August, the Germans 31st of October, and the Japanese 29th of October 2008. A few shows with episodes of the same name, X-Files, H2O, Wolfblood, and Le Miracle de la Mort, which I think is a French series. <laughs> Sounds like it. It does, doesn't it? And there is one Australian movie from 2006 called Irresistible. And we're back. You know what? I'm pretty sure we've seen that village before, or at least that map painting. I love architecture. It's all a mystery to me, really, but <laughs> hasn't stopped me from trying. How unusual for Rodney not to be eating. Mm. I mean, it looks decent food and cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of cleavage on display. Yeah, you are definitely wife material. Hell, I love a woman with spirit and a great body. Even Rodney's feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Please pardon my ignorance, possibly even my manners, but uh, what is it exactly about you? I know what you're going to say. <laughs> that is rather rude. Why do people I like do. you? <laughs> what are those... Uh, the big question at the moment. Gifts. Because right now we don't quite realise or understand why this guy's in charge. I have, I have to say, some of the best ointments around. <laughs> See, I could take care of that just, just like that. That's just a cold. That's not cold. That's an allergy. <laughs> Six or seven days, cure an allergy or a cold. Mm. Not that impressive, really. They were saying in the commentary, Martin Wood and Michael Blundell, how amazing it is that so many of the crew turn up on days when there's a lot of pretty ladies on set. <laughs> and, and, and I heard somebody said that, that, that you flew through the ancestral ring. Yeah, that was us. Richard went up to the director talking about his character, how exactly he wanted to play him. You know, if it were going to be a, a little whimsical or a little edgy. Basically, he chose to kind of switch between them, you know, give him that nice, friendly edge and then push the knife when it was required. But I want one. Oh, there you go. Just a simple change in tone. Changes his character totally. Or perhaps a trade for some of his wonderful medicines. Or perhaps not. What, you come all this way, you don't even want to do a trade? No. Look, it doesn't have to be the ship. Forget the ship. I don't even want the ship, okay? You got to have some other stuff that you want to trade, right? Okay, like, like, how do you get your hair to go like that? Mm, I can almost say it similar to when, uh... When Dom DeLuise was on Stargate, I was just wondering how much ad living he threw in. Yeah. Well, somebody like Dom, you're not going to stop him, are you, really? <laughs> Get a second camera on him now. <laughs> yeah, just keep running. Record everything. <laughs> He's going to do something eventually. Uh, oh. <laughs> Please, I, wanted, I want you to see some of my medicines. Go, go get the ointments, the good ones. Go, run, go. Another time, Lucius, we got to go. No, no, I don't want you to leave. Little ominous there, wasn't it? Mm. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Let them go. We're all friends here, right? Ah, yes. The bully, when confronted, changes tack. Tell you what, as soon as we get back, tell our medical people to come see what you have to offer. Then, we'll talk about trade. Later today, maybe? Maybe. I'll have everything ready. Thank you. You won't be disappointed. Make way. Yeah. To be honest, it's got quite a bit to offer looking from that scene. And I do like that dark-haired girl at the back. <laughs> she's smiling for all she's worth. Yeah, it's a lot of tall jawlines and tall cheekbones, that day. Ain't cut, and it's me, I was dropping half. Uh, uh, uh. Well, I'm sure Carson will be able to get an answer pretty quickly. Suddenly the audience numbers plummet, turn to Atlantis and... Did we go to break? <laughs> Elizabeth and her sensible clothes. Some of the herbs were gathered from this planet on my walks, but most were collected from my many excursions to other worlds. Ah, uh, so there's some farming involved. This scene was actually shot much later. Annie Makita actually filmed this segment. Actually looks quite nice considering, you know, a set and they've got artificial light. Actually looks more realistic than the actual village plaza. Mmm, the natural sunlight coming through the window. Yeah, he's smooth, I'll give him that. I thought after runner the good doctor wasn't going to make house calls anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... He's only carrying one little pack around at the moment. Normally he's carrying suitcases and pretty much everything with him. Nobody ever offers to help Carson with his gear. <laughs> yeah. You think he'd, if they had cars on this planet, he'd be the local car salesman. Yeah, yeah. Do you like women, Dr. Peckett? Ooh, creepy. What? Yes, of course. Yeah, I have a potion that will have them lined up around the square just waiting to be with you. You know what I mean when I say be with you, right? I think so, yes. I will trade you that potion for what you are holding in your bag right now. I mean, as we learn, he, he was the baker. So even it's amazing he's doing all these ailments free. Like, you'd think he'd be peddling everything left, right and centre. Even if he got Carson's medical kit, you'd think five minutes later they'd sit in the market getting peddled. <laughs> yeah. But then again, we're seeing a level of control and devotion where he doesn't need actual money unless he tends to go off-planet. Mm. 
I mean, you can live like a king in this little part of this world, or live like a normal person on the galactic scale. You know, he's liable to stay here unless something bigger comes along. And as we know, Atlantis is coming knocking. Mm. Yeah, and as we've seen, the value of space gates, so it's either Atlantis or the Wraith that are going to come, so he's either going to be hero or <laughs> fallen leader. <laughs> Did Beckett bring back anything worth anything? No, he hasn't returned yet. He raided in earlier, said he'd like to stay a little longer. Apparently he's found something of interest. His other companion, I don't remember which wife is the blonde, that is Helene, Lisa Marie Carrick. She's been in Reaper, Supernatural, Arctic Air, Snakes on a Plane, and Smallville. Seemed like an eternity. I didn't know what to do. You know, I was a kid myself. I'd take the baby. Uh-oh. Yeah, poor Carson. He's got him. Got a uh, variety, I'll say, in age. Well... Some of them know he'd be his daughter. I imagine all of them are, are under the influence. Mm. Obviously, we know what's going on, so... Whether it was the warmth of my body or the steady, insistent rhythm of my own life force, urging this tiny baby's heart to begin beating again. But beat it did. And a cry arose. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost Beckett. As if to say... I am alive. Now, as, as we're saying, all these people are under his thrall. Obviously, only a handful of are his wife. Astonishing. And that baby, that baby grew up to be... The million-dollar smile. That beautiful young lady. No, 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 not her, not her. Behind her. <laughs> there they laugh on this commentary. Actually, the chicken actually burst into flames a couple of times. <laughs> And thank you for sharing it with me. Oh, please, Dr. Beckett. That's what I like doing most, to share. Martin was actually saying they got some flack about this episode. People were actually, you know, putting two two together and saying this is pretty much like rape. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like Martin said, he never really considered that when he was working on the episode, prepping it for direction and everything. Hmm, well, you see the story all the time, the one person having a harem or something... Well, yeah, and you think Mayborn, yeah. and it's good to be king, you know, because of what he brought to their community, the young women of his kingdom were very willing. Mm. Yeah, the power. Yeah. The power of a leader. In this case, some of their free will has been taken away. Yeah, drug affected, not free will, so. But then again, you could argue uh, alcohol can have exactly the same effects. It'd be, it'd be very up and down. Then they'd be all, all cheery at night, then in the morning walking around, I wouldn't be smiling, I can tell you that. <laughs> When you said this place was a ten, I thought, okay, maybe, maybe it's an eight and a half, but, but this... Carson? Well, Dr. Weir, permit me to introduce Lucius Lovin. Hello. <laughs> we love Lucius. That was the first scene they filmed for the episode, and the first time uh, Richard had to be Lucius, decide how he wanted to play the character. They're going to like it here. You look at him in the background, that's basically all he was doing, <laughs> just making faces at the camera for five minutes. <laughs> and he's getting paid for it. You know the protocols. You even helped come up with them. There's so much he can offer us. Is this the same guy who said he could cure my cold in a week? I know my business, Colonel Shepard. He happens to have created several medicines that are quite remarkable. Really? That guy? Aye. He also possesses many valuable herbs and spices and gourds. Did you just say gourds? Yes, Rodney, gourds. <laughs> Herbs and spices. It sounds like a, the secret recipe to Kentucky chicken. Mm. Remember the gourds. He's a very wise and kind man. At this stage, though, he's making reasoned arguments. Yeah. What do you mean? It's just you're acting uh, a little... Smitten? <laughs> I had another word in mind. Have you been smoking anything, Carson? Yeah. Some of those herbs and spices. You've brought a stranger to Atlantis without prior approval. Now he knows about the city as well as our gate address. Lucius would do nothing to harm us. He comes in peace as our friend. They're making a lot of use of this observation room in this season so far. It's featured quite heavily in a number of episodes. Yep. Martin in the commentary again says he, he made, made a point of using this looking down so he could show this shot. Actually show you how big the set was. Mm-hmm. Nice wide-angle shot of Atlantis. Yeah, multi-story. you got the guards underneath, you know, on the doors. Here we are. Huh. Not bad quarters, really. Guess accommodation. 
It'll do for now. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing the long game. This'll do for now. Yep. Oh, no. No. Don't be silly, Cars. I mean, uh, you know, I'll take a look at what you have if you insist, but this'll do fine for now. Oh, good. I'm so pleased. Just let me know if you want anything. Oh, I can't think of anything I want more than just being here. Except that... <laughs> By the end, I'll have Wii's room. Yes. What? No, it's, it's nothing. No, tell me. Oh. <laughs> he does do slimy well. A lot of his characters are like that. Yep. I mean, he was he was brilliant in Spin City, kind of playing the, the warm-hearted... Not buffoon, but the guy who makes a lot of mistakes, but everybody likes him anyway. Really? Yep. Really? Oh, that'd be great. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Oh, hello. I was going to go get something to eat because they forgot to bring me something. So, uh, are you guys not allowed to talk? Guests are not permitted to move about the city unescorted. <laughs> well, that's convenient, Darmin Taylor. Have you just mm. been waiting for him? Yeah, it's this big city the size of New York. Just walking past one room. A beautiful woman. And she's something, huh? Yeah. We will have something sent to you. Hey, personal space. Yep. Personal space, man. <laughs> she's not under your effect yet. Don't piss her off. It's good. Yeah, we'll get to know each other then, okay? Like, how do you get your hair to go like that? <laughs> how do you get your hair like that? <laughs> Basically, I don't wash it. Thank you. Fine. <laughs> I must say, I'm starting to get concerned about your interest in this man. It seems excessive. <laughs> Yeah, just a bit. Come on, Elizabeth. With such hostility. Perhaps it's because you broke protocol, endangering... And for that, I am sorry, but can we please move on past that one mistake and not further alienate a potential ally? Technically, being a medical officer, wouldn't he have... Oh, I suppose not military. He wouldn't have uh, be able to go over it anyway. Yeah, there, there might be some circumstances where his decision overrides John's or whichever unit he's in, but... yeah. Well, Atlantis is still technically trying to hide from the majority of the raid. You don't bring people back just for hell, it? Especially people like this that can talk often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, more of the mysterious liquid that he's been drinking. He's either a closet alcoholic or something else going on. <laughs> it looks like he's running out of whatever that liquid is. Pine cone candle? Decorated squash. Yeah. Hello, Dr. Weir. Thank you for granting me this audience. It's hardly that, Mr. Levin. No, oh, please. Lucious. This scene was uh, <laughs> Tory and Richard did this pretty much off the cuff. No direction required, you just let them get on with it. I made it myself. <laughs> the gourd is from the marshes of my home world, topped with a candle that's made from the congealed tallow of an animal that I killed with my bare hands. <laughs> Playing it up a bit. <laughs> Don't want to touch it anymore. Tory didn't know he was actually going to. <laughs> yeah, she didn't know he was actually going to grab her hands. So that, that reaction is honest. What are you doing? He's having a very good look. <laughs> it's like the old idea. If you ask a hundred women just go to bed with you, one of them might actually say yeah. Mm, eventually, you'll find one. Okay. Sure. I mean, that's why I'm here, is to talk about that. Well then, why don't you start by telling me what you have to offer us? I mean, he, he has no reservations about doing anything. It's interesting now to see if that prop stays in the office in future episodes <laughs> or if it goes right in the bit. One tiny settlement on the entire planet? Look, all we'd have to do is relocate them. We're not evacuating an entire planet so we can take their gate. Well, it's a space gate. They don't use it. And taking the gate would save them from the Wraith anyway. No, it can't be a space gate, can it? They trade for stuff, don't they? That's how Lucius got his herbs in the first place. Oh, right, yeah, I thought they said it was a space gate. No, I think that's a gate that John mentioned earlier. Oh, okay. When they were going on about the quota. I read! I read! And mind you, I'm the guy who's holding the weapon, okay? So, so here's what I do. Okay, here's what I do. Okay, I'm standing. So, this is kind of the uh, duplicate of what we've just seen on the village. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, adoration. I take my sword, I draw it, and I lop off his head. And, yeah, and I, I bend over, I pick it up, and I walk in triumph. Back to the village. Amazing. You did. Oh, oh, yes, my oh, my giant friend. I did. And let me tell you this. I had no trouble finding female companionship that night. Not you, Radak. Not you as well. It'd be his first appearance in the opener, too. Right? He's been caught. So he's made a point that Elizabeth actually touched him. Something she wouldn't normally do. Physical act. 
The idea is that she became seriously infected when he gave her that candle in the gold. Yep. What the hell is going on? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do I mean? We leave for a few hours and Lucius turns you all into Stepford wives. What did he do to you? Absolutely nothing. It wasn't for the want of asking. <laughs> I agree. He has much to offer us. Herbs and gourds? Please. The medicines are loaned are worth whatever he asks. You're really telling me the ointment is worth something? I haven't actually tested it. No, you're just taking his word for it. You got a problem with that? <laughs> Stand your ground, Rodney. He might. Taylor, this is the man who asked you to be his seventh wife. Apparently seven. I know. And <laughs> 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 uh, now it starts going into the tower territory. I think he could be a great asset to us. He has travelled extensively throughout this galaxy. And it's always iffy on any show that's not an out-and-out comedy to try to inject humour directly. Mm. I mean, one of the one of the reasons the early Stargate SG-1 seasons worked because the humour was always there. It was until probably Window of Opportunity. They really never played it for out-and-out laughs. Yeah. This is creeping me out. Yeah. Reminds me of an old Batman episode, actually. <laughs> no surprise he's a comic book guy. Spell on Batman, make him fall in love with her. Ended up doing all sorts of evil things for. It's kind of a turn on, actually. It's Julie Newmar in the cat outfit. It's a kit, was Catwoman. Not till season three. Really? Yeah, we didn't know that. They're going to argue about Adam West Batman. <laughs> <laughs> bless you, lads, bless you. I have my pre order in for the Blu ray box set. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's lucky they uh, put the surveillance cameras in before they all came under the influence. What's this? Ah. I took the liberty of searching his room. Hmm? Finally, a zoom in that doesn't clear up the pixel when it goes right in. I know, it's so annoying, isn't it? They zoom in, press a button, and look, the picture is yeah. pin sharp. Yep. And you go, that's not how it works. It can be four meters or 40 meters. That's brilliant. This is actually how we found your planet. So you just fly to a planet, you take the gate, you fly away. You would think after the Wraith War, there'd be. Hundreds of planets that didn't have uh, any populations these days. Mm. Although they normally only wipe out complete worlds if they're a threat. You've got to keep food source growing. And I've heard of this planet. You have? Yeah, I have. And I heard that this planet is completely uninhabited, which is what I heard. I, I don't know about you guys, but I've I got a good feeling about this planet. Well, then we could retrofit the gate for space deployment. Oh, we can do that, Neil. <laughs> I thought they only harvest and space gates because they had the inbuilt DHD and the thrusters on them, but no, we can build them ourselves. We've seen them twice at uh, Carter's fitted thrusters to a gate. Yeah, true. Exactly how they control it from a distance is debatable. That was hard to guess. <laughs> I heard that too. We got intel that the Wraith recently set up a major outpost there, an alliance of three hives. No. Really? Has your intel been verified? We haven't put boots on the ground, no, but our contacts are trustworthy. Not going to send a team down there, not when there's still plenty of gates to scout. Not good enough, John. We take Lucius's word above yours. Way behind Rodney's quota. Forget Rodney's quota. <laughs> quota again. Yeah. In the harm's way. You know what? Colonel Shepard is right. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. With all your advanced weapons, you could easily dispose of a tiny Wraith outpost, if there even is an outpost. And I say, Lucius, he isn't stupid. He knows when to play mm. both sides against each other. He knows how not to put his foot in it. Yeah. And if he sees a problem... <laughs> that's it. If you play the good guy, you sometimes get your mark who do all the work for you. Yeah. Are you questioning my authority? Now, when it comes to the security of this base, you're damn right I am. From now on, no one goes through that gate without my authorization. Everybody's looking. What's going on? Mummy and Daddy are arguing. <laughs> Terrible cold he must have. Uh, he's putting two and two together himself. Mm. Yeah, it's not a terrible cold. I have a terrible cold. I'm not sneezing every 20 minutes. <laughs> he's really a good man. I don't see it. Mm -mm. If he doesn't come around, you're going to have to do something. Although it's been longer than a week, maybe his herbs would have done me well. Yeah, could have been. That's a bendy needle. Mm. <laughs> I never nipped that before. <laughs> a very plastic and fake. Elizabeth wants to send a team to check out a gate at a suspected Wraith outpost. What is she nuts? Yeah, we can't on Rodney just come out with what he's thinking. We need to figure out why without drawing too much attention. I am working on it, but there's not enough of the liquid to work with. I need more. 
Go back to Lucius's village. I'm sure he keeps his stash there. I'll just grab some. What, you're leaving me here alone? I mean, you said you need the liquid. Yeah, but the place is turning into a nut house. <laughs> He's not wrong. You've got to disable the DHT as soon as I'm gone and prevent anybody from dialing out, okay? <coughs> oh, nice cough. Yeah. <laughs> it suddenly doesn't look a nice and cheerful place, does it? No. The cleavage is covered up. Oh my god, the world is coming to an end. Cloaks, cloaks for everyone. <laughs> Willa. Shepard. Shepard! Are you alright? Where is he? Lucius? Did you take him? Oh, of course, if you did, we're not angry. Came to my planet on his own. Please send him back. It hurts us to be away from him for so long. You'd think they'd carry on as normal, you know, harvesting and why should that be affected? Mm. Unless they are really pointing out it's, a, it's not like an addiction. Mm. And, you know, a couple of days without it, then the withdrawal hits you. You're pretty much uh, non-functional. We saw him for the wonderful man he truly is. Before that? I'm ashamed to admit that I refused to share his bed more than once. <laughs> yeah. What have I stepped in? <laughs> I have a suspicion it wasn't a puddle. Have you ever seen him drink a, like a liquid from a, a small vial? His daily medicine. Does he need more? I could bring it to him. We both can. I, I can handle it. Hey, I credit the guy for being persistent when turned down. Mm. Although, remarkably, the game, he's getting a lot of information from people who are in no condition to actually give that information. In the commentary, Martin Wood was talking about this scene. In Canada, I don't know about any other market, anybody that's classed as a background extra, he's not allowed to give direction to. Huh. If he you know, points out you in the back, act a little sicker, then they've got to be classed as actors and paid as such. She became my wife. My fifth wife. And now I have six. <laughs> you are a scoundrel, you know? That's what you are. <laughs> Shepard, come here. you got to hear this. Lucius was just telling the most hysterical story. You know that they have marmots on his planet? That candle's still on the desk. <laughs> oh, dear. He's gone. Yep. He's now nut. You're all alone, John. Right from the nose. Lucius here was concerned for me, so he just came down, Ronan held me against the wall, and Lucius and I had a nice long talk. <laughs> yeah, perfectly all right. <laughs> oh, dear. This guy's just a big knucklehead, aren't you? You're a big knucklehead. <laughs> Where's Elizabeth? Oh, she's out making me something to eat. Jeff <laughs> now? <laughs> Home cooking. We thought that you were them. Oh, dear. They uh, volunteered to check out M6H491. I told you. Disable the DHD. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> but come on. Uh-oh. Ronan and Taylor, I mean, they can handle themselves. Now, what about Beckett? Oh, he. Now, he can walk on his hands. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> okay. He said the crew were in stitches watching these pair work together. Yeah. We don't know for sure that they're even right on the planet. We'll find out soon enough, though, won't we? We sure will. <laughs> oh, look at that smug. Well, really, at the moment, he's got him, no matter what they say. Don't stand in front of the gate. Anywhere but in front of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like they've got the uh, fit. You all right? That was a little rough, but we're good. It was all terribly exciting. Well, I guess we can assume there are wraith on that planet. Yes, <laughs> many. <laughs> now, don't overreact, John. <laughs> we had a great fun. Can we go back? And we've played enough extra for this episode, so we're not going to see any of those, right? <laughs> well, firstly, they volunteered. And secondly, we got the hub. <laughs> Carson, I will tell people of the tale of your bravery for many years to come. You will? Yes, I will. <laughs> yep, a little bit of praise from his master, and Carson is like a little puppy dog. Just about had enough. Oh, don't touch it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> don't okay. touch the herb. No, no, something's wrong. What on earth is wrong with you, John? We were just helping a friend. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's something wrong with him. Come join us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm just tired. It's just damn cold. That's it, John. Force will not work here. <laughs> Maybe you should get some rest. You're probably right. I just need a good night's sleep. Yeah, 
I need to get to the ventilation system and pump some gas into the city. So they could really turn it down a dark path here now. Well, he could have got hit on the head and they could... <laughs> I wouldn't even turn around and just keep going. Yep, don't look back. Nice and steady. Don't run. <laughs> so, what is this still? That engages the HUD. Stands for Heads Up Display. Heads Up. I love that. <laughs> it gives me whatever information I need when flying the jumper. Navigation, weapons. You fly this thing? I can fly it too. <laughs> Two little, little children, aren't they? Trying to uh, suck up to teacher. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It does not. He doesn't fly this thing any better than I do. Don't you like to lose right, your... Boys, fight it. It would not be a good idea for Lucius to get his hands on a jumper. No. Or the ancient gene, because he could find something to use. I mean, what you what you really need to do is kind of get Beckett to actually analyse this drug and try to make it more long-lasting. Mm. Well, yeah. Something that maybe could drop into the water supply so it'd affect other people. Yeah. But, you know, obviously keep the uh, focus on him. You know, thinking about it, after all the trouble with Michael, it's Carson's fault all this is happening again. Can I speak with you for a sec? Excuse me. This is nice. We don't see what happens here, but... No. <laughs> don't trust him, Carson. He's up to no good. I think there might be something wrong with me. Yep, the first step is admitting you've got a problem, John. Then you can do something about it. Admitting it is the first step. <laughs> yep, what Carson said. Out of context, this looks mighty suspicious. So, you finally came around, did you? You see, once you get a chance to know Lucius, he's really a very wise and kind... Oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> just, just long enough. <laughs> yeah, always. Always long enough to get that one last word out. I don't know. Jumper 3, please identify. Jumper 3, this is flight. Identify yourself. Look, close the door. It's too late. Yeah, fortunately, uh, the use of the transporters within the city makes getting to the hangar bay easy. No actually using the main staircase in the tower. Well, yeah, considering that staircase beyond the control room used to be the only way of getting there. Yeah, <laughs> let's not worry about that. Well, well, yeah. Taking you to the mainland, it's for your own good, trust me. Free holiday. Woohoo! <laughs> Take me back to Lucius. <laughs> no! <laughs> Or something like a that. security <laughs> officer saw Colonel Shepard carrying Dr. Beckett toward the jumper bay moments before the jumper took off. So it was them in the flying machine. My computer's missing. So, uh, tablet, two drives, all of my research. I don't know if his outfit is comfortable, but I'd probably make use of some of the better made and form-fitting clothes they've got in the city. Mm. Mobilize jumper teams. I want them found. They're very good. They will find them. <laughs> Send everybody. <laughs> yeah, normally, this level of control and grooming takes years. Mm. Oh. <laughs> we'll call it an intervention. You probably don't realize it right now, but what you're going through is uh, kind of like a, a detox. <gasps> he looks so sad. Now, they filmed this jumper on one of the sound stages, mimic a nighttime scene. Again, works very well. Mm. Chemical. It interacts with the body and causes a secretion of a, of a pheromone. And then there's something about gamma activity in the prefrontal cortex. Prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain responsible for positive emotions. See, that's why I need you. It seems that when people are exposed to this pheromone in close proximity, it makes them uh, easy to influence. We haven't been looking since the uh, end of season one if they've still got the jumper signs in the corner of the windows. <laughs> I think they built another studio jumper, didn't they? Mm. A bigger one. Yeah. So that's probably uh, gone. I will bet you a year's pay that the liquid in that vial is some kind of an extract made from the herb that you collected for him. He made you his mule. If this is true, why won't you affect it? You're, you're the doctor. Yeah, it begs the question, though, how this drug came into existence in the first place. Mm. You know, did he discover it fully formed or did it was it just by accident? Mm. It's hard to imagine any extract of a herb or anything that could cause this effect. And it looks like they're going to get worse before they get better. I don't want to put our people through that. You're doing it to me right now! Ow! Oh, fuck up, Carson! <laughs> Lucius isn't that smart. He's, he was only a baker. Yeah, that's it. The bacon, you mix dry ingredients. You don't mix liquids and chemistry. Don't cry. Don't cry, Carson. <laughs> this is not the show for crying. You're a man. No. God damn it. You're Scotsman. Scotsman, don't cry. <laughs> You can beat it. Pull it together. But he needs me. <laughs> Come on, where are you, boy? <laughs> uh, we've been searching for hours. 
just left, okay? I'm leaping this far away from Atlantis. Lucius is probably worried. Think he's worried? Jumper 2, report. Uh, we're reading several life signs, but they might be a Thosian hunting party, so we're gonna go check them out. Lucius worried about us? They're only just functional. He's fine. Just keep looking. I should have stayed with him. You know, they're that concerned. There's no emotional detachment. Why John didn't like the jumper when he got there unless he wants someone to find him? Yeah. What is it? Don't move. Obviously, he knew he'd uh, be followed because there's no way to open the, the city's uh, jumper hatch. The thing's set to stun, right? Yeah. Good. <laughs> That's a body double for Ronan. Body hand double. Once I get back to Lucius. <laughs> That's some big zip ties. <laughs> what did you shoot him for? I wanted to. Because <laughs> it's Ronan. <laughs> He's been wanting to do that ever since he met him. Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? Rodney, ever practical. We've got to carry him back now. Yeah. Oh, and again, the cell. Every director complains about it. Those bars, just at the wrong height. Good morning, Colonel. I want to apologize for this harsh treatment. I hate that Elizabeth had to do this. Cut the crap. Well, especially considering there's a force field day, you'd think that'd be further apart. Yeah, what's the point? It's not like really the ancients to actually think, look, our technology is, is that unreliable. We'd better have a actual physical bars in place as well. Mm, which we've got with oxyacetylene torch. Yes, that is not exactly a high technology finish, is it? No, not polished. I'd be ashamed of that. So that herb pretty much changed everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I baked it into my own bread. I like to experiment, and I noticed that people started to like me. Well, hate me less, but... Pretty soon it became like. They hated me less. Mm. Which is a positive in my view. You think if he needed it so much, he'd actually get seedlings or something and try and get it to grow on his own planet? Most herbs are weeds anyway. Oh, yeah, you take, you know, entire root system of one plant. Mm. Unless that particular planet had mineral in the soil. That... Yeah, or different UV or something. Yeah. Think about this herb. Nobody gets hurt. They just want to help me all the time. What's wrong with that? I'm a nice guy. I never make them do anything they didn't want to do. Six wives. Sometimes all at once. Again, someone with more experience and intelligence probably would have been able to figure it out, but mm. the simple baker. I can just keep sending people to get it whether they come back or not. Yeah. Confident now that he can have this one-on-one -on -one with John because he's got control of everybody else in the city. Yeah. Just Lucius, you get too close to me, it'll be the last thing you do. That's all right, Colonel. I'm in no rush. Lucius? Yes, Minion. Yeah, go ahead, guys. I finished preparing the inoculation. All right, I'll be right down. I gotta go get an inoculation. We'll talk after. Giving you the ATA therapy? Yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> I've always liked his smile, though. Yep. Mind you, I wouldn't trust a man with a smile like that. There. All done. Now, remember... It's only effective in 47% of those who receive it. Not brilliant, Todd's. It's probably understandable why they're so desperate to get anybody where it's naturally occurring. Yeah. Oh, it takes about an hour to be effective. In the meantime, just rest easy, dear friend. Are you feeling okay? Can I get you anything? No, Rodney. Oh, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> it's rather disconcerting seeing Rodney as a compassionate individual. Yep. Balloon channel. <laughs> <laughs> it returns. Yes. You know, all things considered, he does marry the women before any hanky-panky occurs. Mm. Which I suppose is respectable in their culture. Yep. Of course, that still doesn't make it right and proper. So I suppose it's raping him. That's how he justifies it to himself. Mm. One little shred of morality is left. Yep. Uh, uh, you're supposed to be in jail. Carson! Save your breath, your charm no longer has any effect on me. Yay, Carson. All of a sudden, he's macho man again. We're besties. <laughs> We're supposed to be best of friends. Carson didn't give you the ATA gene. What? I'm afraid it's a serum that effectively neutralises the chemical in that hub of yours. Took some myself. <laughs> oh, his old world's going to fall apart. He does a turn somewhere. It means we can have that face-to-face -face conversation you always wanted us to have. The only thing that will happen is you'll catch my cold. Oh, his minions are getting worried. What is taking him so long? Okay, I should go up there. Wait! Wait! They're taking off! Woohoo! 
That handrail moved a lot then. <laughs> It'd be funny if the whole city started leaning over as everybody rushed to the balcony. <laughs> Gonna be rock up. Now that is one of the worst match shots I've seen in a long time. Mm. If it was from the back of the jumper, so it was sort of engine haze, you'd understand, but yeah, it was pretty foggy. Yeah. Where are you taking me? A little vacation. Just enough time to let Dr. Beckett give the serum to the rest of my people without you interfering. Come on, John, don't leave him in suspense. Then maybe I'll take you back home. I'm sure people will be thrilled to see you again. Yeah, he's going to take you back. Yeah. But not in the way you think. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After all I did? No, I'm a nice guy. Oh, Colonel, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. After I give them the serum. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> I'm going to be in so much trouble. Not only from my wives, but from the brothers and the fathers of my wives. <laughs> and the former husband. <laughs> well, let's hope he didn't go that far. <laughs> Although you imagine some of those young women were taken. Hmm. So, how was Lucius's homecoming? Well, they didn't kill him, although I do see a string of divorces in his future. That's if they haven't strung him up first. Well, townspeople are over there withdrawing on the men, so I doubt that will happen. That is, unless we discover he's revealed the location of Atlantis to anyone. In which case, I said I would track him down, hang him by his feet, and cut off his... Thank you. We get the idea. <laughs> yeah, we get the idea. Truth be told, he's probably not going to get what he really deserves. They may only have one baker in the village. No lingering desires? Secret longings for his touch. It's embarrassing enough without you constantly reminding us, thank you. <laughs> Rub it in, mate. Rub it in. Hey, mate, I'm going to get back and clean your quarters for the next scout. Hey. <laughs> on. Right. What? What's going on? Rodney. Uh-oh. You miserable git, Rodney. It's for research purposes. Burn it. All of it. Right now. Uh, fine. Story of my life. Classic of the one one person you expect to do it. Bad boy, Rodney. Bad boy. Mm. The way you look at this episode, it, they've only got one major guest star. They've got a couple of named uh, guest actresses. So it's rather self-contained anyway. Mm. I wonder if this was running on a pretty tight budget. Yeah, if memory serves right, I think we got a couple of CG heavy ones coming up. So That's one of the problems with the episode. Uh, everything kind of got wrapped up in the last couple of minutes. Hmm. Very common in episodic television. Normally we get longer build-up in uh, Atlantis and Sargate. Okay, that was Irresistible. One of the more humorous episodes of the season. Even though, as I pointed out, there was some discussion on forums and feedback about underlying dark nature. To wrap up this part of the conversation, I posted a screenshot on Twitter earlier today. And Dan and Campilo back to had a discussion about the episode. Dan started off, ah, needed more Julia and Lisa, and a little less Lucius. This episode makes me feel uneasy, or uncomfortable in some way. Campy replied, the whole drug women into marrying against their consent is more than uncomfortable to me. There you go, been a while since I've seen it, it's coming back to me now. The writer in the DVD commentary was in complete denial that it was a form of rape. Maybe they stand on the fact that it affects both male and female. It's not cool either way, not my favourite episode. They didn't truly think it through and handle it with appropriate consequences. I do love Richard Kind and his comic timing. I wouldn't have normally included the Twitter conversations about any episode. They tend to be far apart from when I actually do the editing or the recording. But since these were done on the same day, it seemed appropriate. And it does indicate that the rape element of this story does come through rather obvious. It's surprising that nobody picked it up in the writing room. Or if they did, they chose not to do anything about it. Yeah, no, it was a, it's an okay episode now, the, now after a rewatch. Still not rating highly, though, on your Atlantis top 10 or top 50 or top 100. <laughs> uh, it's just odd. We've seen, some, like, we've seen comedy from McCain that before, but just seeing Weir and Ronan so smitten throws you off a bit. Totally outside the character, I guess, was the whole point. Mm. Well, that's it. It gives them a chance to do a 180 on their character and try something new. After two and a half seasons, it sort of seems out of place. Well, that is one of the problems, is it? When you've established a character, you really cannot do anything new with them unless you throw in, not a monkey wrench, but uh, <laughs> uh, what would be the word? Some outside influence. Yeah. Normally possession of some sort. Mm. Well, I suppose it's the same. It goes back to the power too. Like, 
cities we've seen, most of the civilizations we've seen have been villages that have been hunted by the Wraith or maybe a couple that have survived by uh, being underground or whatever else. But to come across the semi-Renaissance Knights of the King Arthur's Court sort of thing seemed out of place. Well, it allowed the costuming department to flex some muscles every now and again. It must be uh, refreshing not to keep making the same jumpsuits. Oh, and flex they did. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Ruffles and gold braid galore. Yep. <laughs> okay, then. Martin Wood, who directed this episode, he directed 47 episodes of SG-1, 29 of Atlantis, as well as 27 of Sanctuary. Brad Wright and Rob C. Cooper, they created the story. Brad Wright created 12 stories for SG-1, 7 for SGA, and 2 for SGU. Rob C. Cooper, 10 for SG-1, 5 for SGA, and 2 for SGU. Doing the story and writing the story are two totally separate jobs. Carl Binder, who actually did the teleplay from the story, he worked on two episodes of SG-1, 14 of SGA, and teleplay for eight. And on SGU, he wrote it and did one teleplay. It gets complicated at times. You know, Some people have a story which somebody else got to write, and then somebody else has actually transferred that story into a format for actually filming. Mm. It must be, I don't know, more efficient if one, one person actually does the writing and turns in the teleplay, let it go further, just touch up and rewrites by the writer's room. Yeah, more streamlined, I suppose. I don't mind that episode. Perhaps just like you says, I've known Richard Pine in many other shows, and I've always liked him. Mm. So it's always the case. If you don't like the actor playing a role, you're probably not going to like that character. Yeah. I'll... character was so central to this episode, then you probably wouldn't like the episode either. Mm. And from the list of things he'd been in that you said, well, the original movie is the only other thing I've seen him in from that, and it was a more serious role. Yeah. It's like Alan as well, not liking Ergo because of Dom DeLuise. Yeah, but that's different. Yeah, that's Ilya, that is. <laughs> Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Well, no feedback as such this week, although lots of retweets and chat over on Twitter. And I think a lot of our listeners are back off of the holidays. We're recouping some of the plays which dropped over the last couple of months. Reassuring. There are a few Stargate birthdays for the next week, including on September the 1st, Royston Innes, who played the system lord Moloch in the episode Sacrifices. Also on the first, it's the birthday of Michael Adamthwaite, who was the first prime Herak in five episodes of SG-1. September the second sees the birthday of Brendan Gall, who was Caleb Miller in two episodes of SG-1, and on the fifth, it's the birthday of Peter Wingfield, who played Hebron and then the evil Tanith, also in SG-1. Sharing the fifth is the ever-excellent William Devane, who stole the show as President Henry Hayes, and then played another president on 24, with equal style and presence. Finally, on September the 6th, it's Sarah Strange's birthday. She appeared just once on SG-1 as Morgan Le Fay, but returned for the Ark of Truth. As always, we'd love to hear from you via any of the usual means. If you want to get in touch, then you can use the contact form on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or via email, which is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Google+, and on Twitter we can be found at TheGateCast, which is one word. We are listed on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, and we would really appreciate a rating and review on those services, if you have the time. OK then, let's wrap the show up. OK then, thank you very much, Brad, for coming in at the last minute to help me with this episode. Much appreciated. No problem whatsoever. OK then, next week we return to SG-1, for The Insiders with Mr. Buckley. That'll be your first time on the show. Until then, I've been Mike. And I've been Brad. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.